Hey everyone, just a little note before we get on into this episode. Uh, we just got recently just got new mics, and I'm still trying to figure them out, but uh, it's come to my attention that it records in mono instead of stereo, uh, so I'm looking into how to fix that. It should be fixed soon, but as we go into this episode, listen to the podcast with both headphones so you'll be able to, to hear something, hear everything. Uh, the reason you hear everything right now is because I'm talking directly into the Zoom. So we're not using the mics. But yeah, put both headphones in, listen, and enjoy. Last episode, uh, we were going to introduce a segment called Brendan Recommends. Um, we were going to start this week, but Brendan's sick with pneumonia and we couldn't get him in. So I'm going to give my recommendations. So this is Jimmy's recommendations. Okay, so I got two today. Uh, first one, if you guys are wrestling fans, I don't know if you are, but if you are, check out uh, Kenny Omega vs. Chris Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, it's a really, really good match. It's a no-DQ match. It's probably Jericho's best match of his entire career. Kenny Omega is arguably the best in the world. Um, they beat the fuck out of each other, and it's a, just a really, really, really incredible five-star match. So, yeah, you can check that out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. If not, uh, order New Japan World, because it's part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, my second recommendation is a, uh, a band called Greta Van Fleet. Uh, they only have one album out. If you guys are classic rock fans or rock fans in general, or if you're big Led Zeppelin fans, uh, you would really like them. They sound really, really similar. Uh, but they have that really cool uh, Detroit 70s type music vibe. Um, so if you guys are really into classic rock as much as I am, you really, really, really dig that. Um, they only got one album out, so listen to that, stream it. Uh, Edge of Darkness is a good song, uh, and also Highway Tune, if you just want to listen to one song to sort of hear them. But yeah, we're going to go right on into this episode now. Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Jimmy and His Amazing Friends. This episode is really, really interesting. Um, we had a good friend of mine and a former actor in my film that I did for my thesis that nobody saw, Night of the Harbinger, uh, Omar Capra is in the house studio today. Uh, Omar's a great guy. He's one of the biggest people I know. Um, <laughs> he was uh, Grizz's stand-in on 30 Rock. So if anyone heard the Grizz episode a few, back, uh, a few episodes back, I did mention Omar in that interview. Uh, so this is the rebuttal to that interview. So we learned a little bit about him, uh, how he gets into acting, uh, t specific roles and set stories that he did, set stories of my own, how, some things of how we made my film with him in it. Uh, and recently him and his wife just got gastric surgery about two weeks of each other. So they basically got it at the same time. And the two started the podcast about it and about weight loss and self-image and all that stuff that's so important and you can check out his uh podcast it's called the defattening with omar and jen it's on 
uh, Apple. It's on Stitcher and it's on Google Play. The same platforms are where you can get this show and all the rest of my, all the rest of my shows, my other show, Blind Movie Date. Um, so yeah, check that out. This is a great talk. Uh, we went on for a while. I could talk to Omar forever because he's such a good conversation, such a good guy, and has so many stories. And he, for those people who are uh, trying to get into acting, this is a good uh, conversation for those people who are inspiring to be actors and want to get into the field. Um, he did, uh, as he mentioned, he did work at Sesame Street. Uh, that's one of my dream jobs. Uh, my dream jobs was uh, working with Muppets in general. But um, I wish we got to talk about that. But we ended up talking about so much that Sesame Street only was just kind of mentioned. So maybe Omar will come back on soon and we'll talk. We'll get into Sesame Street and all that stuff. Hanging with Big Bird. Okay, so this is our conversation with Omar. Hope you guys enjoy. That was aggressive, I think. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hope gives it away. Oh, that was awesome. So when's our next retreat? Next mission? We'll call you. Do you have my numbers? Someone will call you. Yeah. Hold on to that. Does anybody buy? This is my chance to prove myself. Yes, Spider-Man! Let's just bring it back a little bit. Uh, I double thesis. I screen. I did the screenwriting thesis where I had to shoot. A, uh, shoot. Had to write an entire screenplay and then. I decided to take on a directing major, so I had to shoot an entire movie. So um, I was just kind of, I had a, was able to see what other people were making, and I didn't want to stick to that like typical art school trope of like doing fancy dramas and like art pieces and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to make a balls out action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, at least, or at least try to. I think um, it's pretty fair to call you a comic book nerd. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right up your alley. As as we look at the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, yeah, yeah. Monopoly, <laughs> yeah, as my cup rests on a WWE coaster, uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, they they tell you, I, and I'm sure because you're working on stuff yourself, they they say make the type of things that you want to see yourself. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it was like oh. no one's doing it. Make it yourself. So I wanted to like see something like that. So the original script for that movie was was so much more balls out and ambitious yeah. than than the other. Um, I mean, it, yeah, you, you write it one way. My my one of my teachers referred to it as like, uh, like almost like a Steven Seagal movie, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know how to Is take that. Is that a compliment? Or <laughs> yeah, did you I, get an F? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to take that. There, yeah. there was one scene. Uh, well, spoilers in the movie. You get killed by a quarter. <laughs> I do get killed by a quarter in the movie. Uh, there's another scene where um Jamie slices somebody's neck with a credit card. No. <laughs> that, in the that, original? Yeah, that didn't that didn't get uh we were gonna shoot it and it ended up getting cut as we were testing out the squibs. Yeah. And we didn't know how to do like the the jugular squirt. Right. I feel like then you gotta go like <laughs> like like the SNL way of just like lining it up and it's clearly not coming from their neck. Yeah. The no, you gotta do it funny. They do it right. But yeah. I mean I I <laughs> I just saw the disaster artist yesterday. How is um, it? I have it at home because I have a screener. I'm just like, you know what it is? There's too many Francos in one movie. So, uh, yeah, so it was it was really good. And uh, you obviously know the story of The Room, right? 
Yeah, I've heard, I've never seen The Room, but uh, I've heard of it. Well, the it's, worst movie. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the best worst movie. And right. uh, Wizzo, Tommy Wizzo, who's James Franco's character, like was a dreamer and he wanted to make this movie so bad, and right. it ended up being something totally what he wasn't supposed to be. Right. Which is how I relate to this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this thing that's like people are like that is ridiculous. Yeah, like, okay. but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, people are gonna find this funny. And stuff, and I was of course okay with that because if they're enter- if they're entertained by what I'm doing, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean that's the point. But um, how how I met you was uh, originally in your your part was Grizz who was in this yeah. who was in this on this podcast a few episodes back, um, and he had to drop out at the last minute. Right. And so he's like, here's my stand-in for 30 Rock. Right, here's a guy <laughs> that basically looks like me, except he's like five inches shorter. <laughs> he, yeah. He's like, here's a, here's my stand-in for 30 Rock. And I, I got on the horn right away, and you were like totally in, totally cool. Yeah, and I was with it. Chris told me you were a good kid, so I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> did he, he contacted you before I hit you up? or? Um, did he? I don't know, I think maybe you hit me up, and then I was like, hey, thanks. And he was like, yeah, he's a, Jimmy's a good kid. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, he's a man of many words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, so we, I met you, and we talked a little bit, and then we had a blast on set, and... It was fun, and then I got stabbed on your set, for real, in (laughs) the back. (laughs) All right, so... I got stabbed in the back. (laughs) So, uh, his character has a cane sword. Yeah. And there's a... Like a mob boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Which my dad found that was pretty boss because it was cheap. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so the main character who we were just talking about before we were recording um, in the movie stabs uh, Omar's character. He kills me with a quarter and then I'm down and then he goes to stab me. And he goes me to finish to make, it. To, like, to finish me off. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing with movies that I always like is a pet peeve of mine, is people don't double tap. You gotta double tap. <laughs> I, you know what? I hate that too. I'm like, that guy's not dead. I mean, Zombieland did it right when you're like, you always have to double tap. <laughs> but then it would have opened you up for a sequel. Yeah. If you didn't double tap. I, I, sort, of did I sort of did that anyway. <laughs> in case it hit cult following, which is <laughs> the 10 people who saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, Jamie accidentally slipped in that scene. Yeah. And during, during rehearsal... It was, yeah, it was, it was during rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah. So he accidentally slipped during <laughs> rehearsal. Oh, man. I, I thought I was going to get sued that day. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was going to be like, what the? I was more like... Holy shit, I just got stabbed. No, no, it, it was more... Because you guys were like, let's go to the hospital, let's go to the hospital. And I was like, it was barely anything. It was like a neck. Like, it was barely any blood. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, barely any blood. And I was more interested in... Because we were shooting in Staten Island, or Long Island. Yeah. I was more interested in getting the last train home, because I didn't want to be stuck in Long Island, and than my, going to a hospital. <laughs> my uh, AD was a little um, overcautious about things. Yeah. So, yeah. he was freaking out more than I, was I like, think you were, and I think I was. I was like, dude, chill, it's all good. And then, like, we were just like, all right, let's just take a take a few drinks of this brandy over here and just yeah, move on. Yeah, <laughs> it was cold. I think that's what it was. It was... It was cold, so I was just like, I need this brandy more to warm up. Yeah, I, I think I think I learned a valuable thing where I need a little bit of drink in me before I, uh, like, direct the scene, probably. That yeah, looks, like, I mean, stress-free. It's just take the edge off. Yeah, just, that's that's all it is, is, like, taking yeah. the edge off, because it stops your brain from, like, thinking as much. Right. 
But um, and you overthink it, and it's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> so uh, you've done a lot of things since um, we have I. <laughs> Some cool stuff. Yeah, we um, we talked about my other podcast when we talked about Spider-Man: Homecoming yeah. a bit. I even put a clip of your audio. Oh, did you? In that's funny. In the episode, um, for those who've seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, there's a scene where Spider-Man is fighting the Vulture on the Staten Island ferry. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to be a Staten Island ferry. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, we actually shot on the Staten Island ferry. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Well, they re- re- they. Uh, they made what because they shoot you know in Atlanta at Pinewood right? I sure I don't know oh. I have no idea. I know they shoot all the Marvel stuff in Atlanta and they come to New York for like you know exteriors and shit. Oh, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so they came here for like two or three weeks and then they so they built half of a Staten Island ferry in Atlanta. Just the I guess the interior. Of no, no, just right. the, the exterior. They built the exterior. They built. They shot they, the exterior on set. They so they they built like the front half of it where the cars are where he's like fighting the guys on the cars, um, so they built that and then they came to New York and then shot on a real one that was like docked in Staten Island. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So the little little insider knowledge. Yeah. Now, now that I can talk about it, that the, that it's been released and they won't sue me. And yeah, his NDA's up. <laughs> take everything I own. So, yeah. Uh, he, so so Omar was in the trailer. Uh, yeah. For those people who maybe have seen the trailer, he's the big guy that goes, "Yeah, Spider Man." <laughs> yeah, and then and, and then, I remember texting you after that, being like, "Holy shit!" Like I just saw you in the trailer, and I was like, <laughs> which "Holy I'm shit!" Sure, I just saw me in the trailer too. <laughs> which I'm sure you got a lot of texts about that. I did. What um, happened was it, it, the trailer came out. I think the VMAs were on last year, or the beginning of this year, and I wasn't watching because. I stopped watching MTV when I was like 25. And my brother hit me up and was like, hey, we just saw your trailer. And I had seen one trailer already and I wasn't in it. And I was like, he's like, I just saw you in the trailer. I was like, no, you didn't. The trailer I saw, I'm not even in it. He goes, no, no. They just, because I saw the trailer in the theaters. He's like, they just put out a the TV commercial that I just saw. You're in it. And I was like, what? And I like looked for it and I was like, holy crap. It's me. And I was just like, because the whole time leading up to it, I was like, I'm totally going to get cut out. That was my, my word. Yeah. I was like, I'm totally getting cut out. <laughs> And then I was like, well, they used me in the trailer. They kind of have to leave me in the movie now. That's not that's not necessarily true. because That's true, too. Yeah. There's so many scenes in Justice League that were, right. were in the trailer that weren't in the movie. Well, yeah, think about it now. I was like, of course. But, like, in the moment, I was like, cool, that's cool. And then my wife was like, you're definitely in the movie now. I was like, And I told her the same thing. I was like, you know how many times they cut out scenes from trailers and movies? And you go, where was that joke? I missed that joke. That joke yeah. was funny in the trailer. Especially with jokes. Especially with jokes. And I was, so I was nervous up until, like, July 7th, the day <laughs> came out. And then some friends saw it that morning. I saw it that night. And they were like, dude, they used you. Paid for it to see your own movie. I, I took my like my whole family, yeah. I took I bought, like, nine tickets. And we all went to the movies. And, uh, and it was also my mom's birthday, so the same day. So it was, <laughs> so, it was like a double nice day. So here's the, uh, the punchline yeah. to that, the whole end of the story. So I see the movie... Before you, yeah, be- way before, <laughs> because I won a screener for it. Oh, cool! So, so I went to Alamo Draft House. I love that theater. There was prop in Brooklyn. There's <laughs> probably, I don't know, maybe thirty people in like one of their big theaters. Right, right, right. Uh, the Hyam sisters were in that theater too. Who? Who's that? The, the band Hyam. I have no idea who that is. Oh, um, 
We probably heard some stuff. They're they're three sisters who were in a band together. They were they just did a, mo- a short film, so they were like, "Hey, can we see Spider-Man too?" Oh, like, yeah. right, sure. So yeah. they're, they're in the theater, That's and cool. uh, I managed to. See, I I don't know how I saw it before, but I did. Was I saw, it like midnight the day before? It was a few days before. Oh, it was a few days. It was before. a few days. Before. Well, I, to be fair, I was invited to the screening in Atlanta, but I was like, I'm not going to Atlanta. I want to travel. I'm not going to Atlanta to see to see one. So I'm like, dude. They, I texted you. and I was like, they kept you in the movie. And yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you had two lines. Yeah, I was like, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> uh, well, because a friend of mine, uh, my friend Tim Decay, who lives out in LA, he's uh, an actor. He's like, he's been in a bunch of stuff, so he gets invited to the LA screenings. He has friends all over the place, so he texts me. He goes, "Hey, just saw you. They kept you in." I was like, "Yes!" And then you text me like. I think the next day you're like, they kept you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like confirmations everywhere. Yeah, because you, you those may be test screeners. Like, you don't know right, how it's going to go on the crowds and right. stuff. But I was like, yeah, you had two lines. And then you wrote back and you go, what? What do you mean I had two lines? I didn't record two lines. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. yes, Spider-Man. Yeah, Iron Man. And, I, and then I was like, wait a minute. So what happened was on set, I did the yeah, Spider-Man on set live. And if you watch the movie, when I say, yeah, Iron Man, it's the they side of me. They don't show you. Yeah. And they, they show me, but it's kind of like a, like a, you can't really see what my lips are saying. I recorded, so I got an email from one of the producers being like, hey, can you record this on your phone? And oh. if we like it, we'll bring you in for an ADR session and record it. So he was like, yeah, just say, yeah, Iron Man. And I did it on my phone. He's like, say it exactly like you would say it if you were on set. So I did that. Sent it in, didn't hear anything back. Then a couple of friends like you were like, hey, yeah, you yeah, you flipped. You totally flipped. And we're like, yeah, Iron Man, what the hell, dude? And I was like, <laughs> wait, they used my shit without paying me? And I emailed my manager. So they used the phone audio? They used the phone audio. Wow. Yeah, they used the phone audio um, to for that scene. And then I text my manager or email my manager. And I was like, they used this without paying me. And they paid me. Like, Disney's cool. Like, yeah. they just, like, we, it was, it was like, a mistake. They're like, they we forgot. You, they sent you a 50 and said, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they sent me more than a 50. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, they were, I mean, they just forgot. You know? So let's go back, let's go back a little bit um, to, like, the the whole, like, audition process yeah. through this. Like, how, how did you find out about the role and how... Oh, I mean, uh, I have a manager, and he was like, hey, um, you, you have an audition tomorrow, because usually that's how that works, you... I'll get an email now and be like, hey, it's tomorrow, 10 o'clock in the morning. He's like, crap, I got no time to get ready. But he's like, this audition's tomorrow. You have to sign this NDA uh, before the audition because it's Marvel. And I was like, cool. And he's like, it's called Summer of George because you know how Marvel puts yeah. fake names on everything. And I was like, cool. And in parentheses, he was like, I'm pretty sure it's Spider-Man. And I was like, that's dope as shit. We have a similar story that I'll get into. Yeah, so, I, and I'm sitting at my office at Sesame Street, because we'll get into that also. Um, I'm sitting at my office at Sesame, and then I look across the hall, and this new production company had just moved in. And on the door, I look, I was like, Summer of George, where have I seen that before? And I looked to my left, and it says Summer of George on the door. And I was like, holy crap, that's what I'm auditioning for. <laughs> so I go, I print out my NDA, I go upstairs to get it from the sesame bullpen and there's this random dude in the elevator and he kind of it's just he's like an atlanta la guy so he's just kind of like looking at all the because we're in kaufman studios he's looking at all the stuff that's filmed there because they have yeah. posters everywhere and he's like oh a lot of cool stuff filming i was like yeah yeah a lot of cool stuff and 
he was like, what are you working on? I was like, oh, I'm, I work on Sesame Street. And he was like, no, no way. Get out of here. Really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, like for me, I'm like, at that point, it had been like four years. So I'm not jaded, but I'm just like, yeah, it's like, like it's no big deal. It's like when you live in New York for after, right, like, after right. a year. And you're and just you're like, like, yeah, I live in the greatest city in the world. So why? Get over it. You know? Like, yeah, it's like there's only so many times you can go to Times Square before it's oh, like God. a tourist trap. It's, yeah, after the first time. Um, so he's talking and he's like, oh, and I'm working on Summer George. And then he whispers like, Spider-Man. I was like, oh, cool. This is my NDA for my audition later. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, I'm an actor. I just do this kind of stuff on the side. And so I was like, you want to come up to Sesame? I just like random dude. I was just like, I mean, you're in the industry. I trust you. So he's like, really? We can go up to set? I was like, yeah. So we go downstairs. He gets like three people. And he's like, you guys want to see Sesame? So we went upstairs. Anyway, long story short, it turns out he was the second AD of the sh- of Spidey. Luck, a lucky pole right lucky, there. Yeah, second AD. And he was so grateful that I let him on the set of Sesame that he was just like, hey, what's your name? What time's your audition? You know, whatever. How young was this dude? Was like Sesame like his like early childhood? Probably. Demo? And he probably, I think he has kids. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's huge. Uh, Papa was on Sesame. Um, so he was so grateful that he was just like, what's your name? Write it down. What's your phone number? What time's your audition? And I was like, this, this, and that. Not thinking anything of it. And so I go to my audition and the audition is just like, hey, you're on a boat. Uh, and something happens, so there was no lines or anything. It was just like, I'm going to say, boom, this is the casting director. I'm going to say, boom, and you react. So it was kind of like just like a facial reaction, and I did that. The next day, my manager's like, hey, uh, do you want to work on this thing? And I was like, what? He goes, they cast you. I was like, what? And then I was so, I was super excited, and I saw the guy, and I was like, oh, my God, they cast me. He goes, yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you beautiful bastard. <laughs> so I have no talent. I just nice to people. <laughs> you, you had his back, he had yours. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's just all about who you know and so, how nice you are to them. So that's funny because I auditioned for Avengers Age of Ultron. Did you really? For <laughs> yeah. what? Um, so there was an ad on Craigslist. Yeah. And I was just like, you see anything on Craigslist? And I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is real or not, but no, like, you're never gonna. But like, I feel like I can't pass this up. You gotta right? do it. So I went to this place. Uh, it was a, I guess, an acting headquarters or whatever, uh, agency headquarters cool. in uh, Flatiron District. So it was like right. Um, I'm trying to remember. Probably Twenty Eighth Street. Yeah. In, oh, in I think area. I know that casting director. Yeah, yeah. And can't remember the name. So I don't remember either. But but I go up. I was like, hey, uh, I'm here for like an open casting call or whatever, and right. and for Avengers. And they're like, okay, here, here's your piece of paper. Study study these two lines or whatever. Right, right, right. It it was something like, hey, look up in the sky or something. Yeah, you would have been that guy. Look, yeah. look, like you would have been the me of that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been so awesome <laughs> if we both got those parts. So um, so I I, I go in and the the. I guess casting director or one of the casting directors who I was auditioning in front of walks in and he's just miserable because oh, he, because I guess he's seen like so many people. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, how you doing? And, and like warmed up. And like, once I started like being nice, like he started to like, light, right, light right, up right. A bit. So I did the line for him. He's like, Hey, can you try it like this. And I did the line again right. for him and, and 
we talked for a little bit. It was probably like a five minute thing. Wow, then, that's, a, I, that's impressive. They usually want you out in less than a minute. <laughs> and then I, I left and then just obviously never heard back for, from anyone. But I, I was that's like, that's a cool I was experience. Like, hey, that's a cool yeah. thing. But um, to go on the uh, Spider Man tagline, yeah. hidden tagline thing, uh, when they were shooting Amazing Spider Man 2, uh, they shot it in Union Square, or at least one of one of the scenes. And I found on like nerd boards and stuff because you know that's where we go to find out their information. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, I found out that the code name for the movie was um, fuck. It's a Ramones album. Um, ah, yeah. I say the story all the time, and I forgot it. Um, London Calling. London Calling. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. the tagline. Was London Calling. And so I just got done eating Taco Bell and walked up and noticed that they were actually filming at the same time. Like, this was probably 6 p.m. on a weeknight yeah. in Union Square. Night shoot. Like, yeah. so it was busy. Like, there's tons of people around. So uh, security was, like, all around the the square and stuff. Or it's more like a circle. But it's Yeah, like Mar square. Marvel security is no joke. So I went up to the guy and I was like, hey, I was like, hey uh, I'm a film student. I showed flashed my school ID. I was like, yeah. what are you what are you guys shooting here? Um and he's like, Oh, it's a movie called London Calling. I was like, yeah. Oh, so it's Spider Man and he, he like shut <laughs> he's like shut yeah, 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 yeah. shut, shut the like, hell up dude. He's like he's like, Do you want everyone to know? Yeah. That? I'm like, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, I do <laughs> I was like I was like, uh, I'm a film student and we're directing minor. I was like is I'm not really a directing writer, right. but I was like, is there any uh, way I can get on set and like do some free work or at least, right. or at least observe. Sure. And because I knew the code name of the movie, he's like, all right, sure. Oh, like, wow. just keep your mouth shut. Just shut up. And so you're I'm one like, of us now. Shut up. I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, he calls over a PA, their PA takes me to his, uh, a tent where, um, craft services was yeah. and inside craft inside craft services was a giant box of uh ziplocs ziploc bags with phones in them oh and they wow. they said write your name on this uh and write an email address just in case you don't get your phone and put your phone in the bag it's a really? it's a closed set wow i mean th this you work from uh disney this was sony so oh sony, yeah sony yeah, runs yeah. things yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, differently probably because i didn't have to put my phone anywhere except in my pocket yeah, so <laughs> they, they didn't want anything probably getting out about this. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to come along with it. So I did that. They took me to, like, the scene, and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone yeah. were rehearsing the scene, like, <laughs> where my Christmas tree yeah. is right now. Yeah, and so I'm five feet away I'm standing me. behind the, uh, the AC, and I chatted with him a little bit, and he was like, this is what we're doing in the scene, like, so-and-so, and... Because he knew, like, uh, I was just, like, a spectator. Sure. Um, and so he was really cool. And then I watched him do the scene. And then after, like, a few takes of the scene, the talent left. I guess I go back in the trailers, and someone walked up to me, and it was like, you're a PA, right? And I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, he's, like, um, he's like, Emma wrote this coffee list. And I was like, this is her coffee order. She needs uh, <clears throat> somebody to go run this. And... Um, like hours passed, like this is at by this time. So Starbucks are closed at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, shit. Uh, what's open? Uh, Duncan. All right, Duncan's open. Duncan's right in the corner here in Union Square. So we're in the Duncan, got the coffee, and then I was like, oh, which one is her um trailer? Cause like I'll deliver it to her, and they were like, it's this, it's this one right there. So I was like, okay, cool. 
So I knocked on the door and she opens it like <laughs> in, like, in oh, Gwen Stacy guard still. And she's like, hi. It was like, hi, how you doing? Uh, I was like, I kept a coffee order for you. And I had the the post-it note that she put it on, on right. the cup. So she grabs it and she takes the sticker, uh, the post-it note, signs it and gives it back. Oh, that's cool. And she's like, and I lost it. I don't know where it is. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I thought you would have said, like, that you would have had that frame somewhere. I, like, it's, it's, I, I don't know where it is. I'm hoping, like, I didn't accidentally leave it in the dorm that I was <sighs> in. But Somebody has that. Yeah, no, but I, I had it. I was like, she's a fucking Oscar winner now. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. You could have sold that. She, she was so nice, and I was like, hey, I don't know much about coffee, but you wrote down the list, so I got exactly what your expert is. She was like, oh, that's no problem. Thank you oh. so much and stuff. And so we, uh, I probably watched them shoot. I didn't stay much longer after that because I didn't want to, like, take up too much of their time. Sure. Whatever. Sure. So, I mean, you're just grateful that they let yeah. you on in the first place. So I, like... Thank the AC like profusely, uh, profusely, profusely, because <laughs> he uh, was super, super cool to me and whatever. And he's like, "Hey, we're shooting right next to the Flatiron tomorrow." He cool. goes, "If you want to come back tomorrow," he goes, "My name is so and so. Like that's how you can get onto the yeah, set." Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll go back. I'll be there." So, so the next day they shot right next to the Flatiron. It was a uh, the sandwich shop called Eisenhower's Sandwich Shop, which isn't there anymore. Okay. Uh, it was really old, um, really really good sandwich shop. Oh, it's right next to the Jamba Juice. It's not there anymore either. Oh, jeez. But, um, so that scene that I saw that day is cut from the movie. Oh. It's, com- it's completely cut from the movie. So no one believes you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't believe you right now. I think you're lying. <laughs> so what that scene was, was Shane Lee Woodley was originally in the movie as Mary Jane. Okay. So, uh, but she cut, left the movie because she got the Divergent series. There so, you go. So she did. Well, on paper, it's not a smart move, but that I guess those movies made a lot of money, and she made three of them. They're still doing them, I think. So, yeah. So the scene was like, oh, Spider-Man sees Mary Jane, and which I don't know where Mary Jane would even fit in that movie if right. you watch it. I didn't watch past the sequel of the first installment. I saw like the first two of the first one, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. It, it's alright. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's uh, so he like comes out from upside down and. He, like, goes in and talks to Mary Jane and stuff. As they're, like, in between takes, Garfield's in Spider-Man costume the entire time. Yeah. And he's playing with the kids. Right. That are oh, on that's set. so like, cool. Like, he's embodying that character. Yeah. Shailene's in the corner scowling at him the whole time. Like, what are you doing? Really? <laughs> like, you're above this. What are oh, you that doing? sucks. No, no one's above playing with kids. And so I'm like... I mean, not... I mean, you I was know like, that. he's fucking Spider-Man. He's having the time of his life. Yeah. I mean, right if, now. If you get cast as Spider-Man... I feel like it's your duty to, to be, entertain kids. To and, be the hero that the kids like, right, think exactly, you are. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, so I, I was just like, that's... I was like, I'm not even going to get any better than this until that's I amazing. make it. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Homecoming? Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah? I, saw, I watched it in the theater, and then I watched it uh, at home, like, a few days after, yeah. uh, illegally. I just... Thanks. I own it now. I can show you that. Okay, I own it all right. I'm just saying. I'm saying you better have bought it. Cause I did buy it. All right, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Show me. I don't believe you. I see Logan. I see Wonder Woman. I see Get Out, which is also really good. There it is. Spiderman. Only one copy, Jimmy. Wow. I'm, 
I bought like three copies over Christmas to give out. What was funny was, um, uh, so I don't remember when the DVD, do you remember when the DVD came out? I think it was like a month ago or something. Uh, something, uh, something like that. It was, a. Uh, I went to the Kmart in Astor Place and like a few days before it was on sale and it was on shelves already. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that. So I didn't get it there, but I was like, oh, they're not supposed to be selling that right now. I'm surprised you didn't buy it immediately. No, I had I was short for cash. I just ah. I was just waiting. Yeah. But um my wife got me the um the the mask, the case of the mask, and you can make the eyes blink. Oh the special you edition. The, you yeah. press the button to make the eyes blink. Yeah, I think it was like fifty bucks. Oh that's awesome. But she got it for me. Hey, like, you're in you're in the movie, you should no, have I listened. the best thing of that. <laughs> I, I bought three of them and I'm like, Well, I'll get a cut out of each of each and every one of these, so it's not so bad. Yeah. So uh, you asked my my thoughts about it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So I just did with my buddy yesterday. Uh, we did, did our top ten movies of the year, and I'm curious to hear like some of your opinions of like of movies this year. Top ten. But Spider Man uh, didn't make my top ten, but it made what? it made the honorable mentions. Jimmy, I'm very <laughs> sad right now. Um, what I love... it's, and you know what it is? It's too long. Do you think? I, I think, didn't think it was too long. I think it's. I was watching, I watched it twice over the, like, weekend, because, like, my mother-in-law hadn't seen it, and then my cousins hadn't seen it, so I watched them, like, two days in a row, and I was just like, this movie is, like, 15 to 20, 25 minutes too long. So, on on the tagline of the, the box, I'm looking at it right now, it says the best Spider-Man movie ever. That's what I, that, but that's I, what I wanted to get your opinion. I agree. Okay. With that. No, no, I, I, I agree with that. I love the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least the first one. I agree with this, it's the best Spider-Man I don't agree. I mean, no one's said this, but I I agree that it's the best Spider-Man, but I also think it's just a little too long. I'm not. I, I've yet to say the twist in the movie, so I'm not. I'm not saying the big twist in this movie because, at the end. Yeah. So, oh so yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's pretty amazing. I said this is my top ten list. I have a few honorable mentions, but of all the movies, this has the best twist out of all of those. Yeah, yeah it's which a, it does. It's a solid twist. Um, and I was not... The first time I saw it, I was like, no fucking way! <laughs> because you, it's something it's, that isn't in the books. It's not supposed to happen, right? Uh, like, yeah, no, it's that's not how... It, it wasn't in the books at all. So right. it was, But it was something creative and something original, and no one had a problem with it. No, no. So, you know what? It's funny. No, zero nerds were angry about it. Zero More nerds were angry of me switching over to Iron Man <laughs> than they were the ending of this movie. So, which um, surprised me. So what I what I really liked about this movie was the teenage movie feel. My friend called it yeah. the best teenage movie. You know yesterday. what it is? Because I, I didn't. It I felt like a John Hughes movie. Comic books. Um, Who are but, you? I know. I know. <laughs> I I'm a black kid from Jersey City. He grew up in the with projects. a Game Boy shirt on. <laughs> I mean, this is about as nerdy as I get. Um, but my wife does, and then people like like I have friends like you who read them, and they're just like. Um, he, I guess Spidey was, it's supposed to be, he's supposed to be like 15 years old, the entire, like, start at 15 and then move up, but like, I feel like the Andrew, Andrew Garfield and the one before that, they were too old already. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was in high school, but he already looked like he was 30. He looked like he was 35, it's like, ugh, this kid's like, like cute and young looking and British. Yeah. Everything about him was great. It was like, such a good kid story like such a good teenage story it was like anyone could watch this movie even like young kids could watch it it was still. like spider-man going through puberty it was amazing yeah it was and pretty great 
It's the only Spider-Man movie besides the sequels that doesn't repeat the origin over that, and over again. And, that, and that's what and I that's keep what hearing, too. People are like, we know what happened. We know. We know he gets bit by a spider. We know his uh, freaking uncle dies. Enough. But the only time <laughs> the only time that's even remotely referenced in this movie was when Tom Holland, uh, who plays Peter, was like, I know what May's been through. Like, I can't let that happen. Yeah, and, like, and also... And also one line. <laughs> when, when his best friend finds out and he's like so wait you got bit by a spider yeah yeah and, mean, that, and that's just like the quick it's like i mean that's, that's how you do it that's more acceptable than the whole Absolutely. like Uncle ben thing but Absolutely. um yeah so that that's what i thought about i actually i thought it was good i really like this uh i'm looking at logan i'm looking at get out and i'm like both those movies are fun and wonder woman and those are those three movies okay. were fucking amazing two of those are nerd movies come on <laughs> listen i know movie. i know but i i like watching nerd movies i don't Really okay, watch. So I also see that you have Will and Grace. That's Karen's. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I that's like, yours. I do like. She, that's a good show. She did get me into Will and Grace stuff. That is a great show. But anyway, that's beside the point. So um, um, Logan was amazing. Super. Uh, Wonder Woman was awesome. Get Out was also awesome. Like, it's just good movies. So, uh, so if you are curious in the previous material for like Spider Man and for Marvel and stuff. You can get Marvel Unlimited, which is... I've heard about that. It's, it's like a subscription box. really good. Yeah. No, it's uh, the comics. So oh. every now and then they'll put a promo code. You will be like, you get a month for free. Oh, cool. Just try and, one. And you get like every comic they probably ever, ever put out on digital. Wow. So if you're interested in like catching up on some material or even see what they're doing now, Dan Slott, um, who I think still currently writes Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. wrote for years. And has some of like the most intricate, weirdest Spider-Man plot lines that no other writer could probably get away with. Okay. Um, like killing Peter Parker and having Doc Ock switch bodies with him, and having Doc Ock be Spider-Man. Spoiler alert, Jimmy! Jesus Christ! It should like it should <laughs> it shouldn't work, but it right, works, but it so, works well. so well. I'm excited to see the uh, what is it? The Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon. Oh, the yeah, that looks really yeah, that good. That looks really good. And Donald Glover as. Uh, yeah, Spider Man's voice. That's too. So awesome. But um, what if you could try to name stuff off the top of your head? Like, what movies did you like this year? This year, uh, what I see. Oh, you know what I saw. I mean, the four movies we just mentioned were all pretty great. Um, and then I saw The Post. Oh yeah, I know. Less, I less nerdy, that. more relevant to today's society. Uh, that one was great. Like, I was I was fortunate enough because I was on the um, SAG nominating committee this year um, to see it in a screener. And Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg were all there. And Bob Odenkirk. So I was like, fuck, what is my life, you know? And then I, I, so I saw it and then they all came out and they talked about it. And it was fucking phenomenal. Um, I was, I'm just so hyped for Spielberg to get back into the sci-fi train. Yeah, because he, he said he took a break from doing that to do The Post. Because he was in the middle of editing when he got the one? script. Yeah, when he got the script for The Post... Uh, and then stopped, and then so the whoever produced the whatever production company was like, yeah, but you can do that, it's fine, because they knew it was gonna get Oscar buzz. So they were like, yeah, you can put that aside for a minute. That's gonna make its five hundred million dollars, regardless of when it comes out. You can do this thing, get us more Oscars, and then you can go back to that. Yeah. And so I... he got that script for the post in February, and shot it in like two months, and I saw it in like October. Was it done? It was done. It was complete. It was amazing. It was like, 
he's like, yeah, I shot that all like from from getting the script to post like seven months. See, I, I would think <laughs> which you can only do if if you're not film uh, like or like nerds out there. You can only do that when you're Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. Or Ridley Scott, just recently, who right. sh- reshot his whole movie in nine days. In nine days, yeah, which <laughs> looks amazing. I can't wait to see that. So, um, like, I, I get Spielberg's thinking with that because he knows the Academy, he knows what yeah, he likes. Because so you know what dates you got to put the stuff out. So I would can... think that Ready Player One would be out by now in time for that because that, that seems like it would be so all over the right. Oscars anyway, even though it's Spielberg, because anything with his name yeah, on it goes Yeah, but on. I feel like he knew... But, like I said, he knows how the Academy works. He knows he, what they like. Yeah, he, know, he knows the politics of the Academy Awards. And it's like, that's a sci-fi movie, and while it might get some love for, like, technical stuff, he knows that this movie, The Post, is going to get, like... He got Streep, he got Hanks, and he got himself. Like, they're going to win a ton of awards. And I mean, it's just that good of a movie. But that's one of my favorite movies this year. I'm trying to think of what else I I'll, saw. I'll read off my list oh, go ahead, really go ahead. quick. I'm not going to go into it because I already did for like over an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, um, The Disaster Artist, Guardians 2. That was good. Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, Last Jedi, Baby Last Driver. Jedi was good. Baby Driver was good. Baby Driver was dope. Yeah. Get Out, Big Sick, and Coco. Big Sick was dope. I, I'm dying to still see Coco. I'm Dude. just not ready for the 22-minute Olaf movie they took at the beginning. Out. They took it out? Yeah. Okay, good. They took it out so it can go on TV and they put it on TV. Okay, good. Um, so now I I'll go see Coco. three times in that movie. You cried three times? Yeah. I hardly cry ever in movies. That movie made me cry three times. That's like a that's like a 100 in Rotten Tomatoes. Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> cried three times. That's basically... <laughs> it was just so good. Um, I, I, yeah, can't, I can't wait to... I hope it's still in theater. I hope I didn't miss it, but... Oh, it's still in theaters. Okay, good. I'm sure. I'm surprised you didn't get a screener for it either. I, I'm surprised I haven't gotten a screener either for it. And It'll definitely be a friend me feature. I'm sad. Sure. Um, well, I, I got, I'm SAG Awards. I'm not, not Emmys. I got I get SAG Awards. Oh, you got everything that's SAG Awards. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have like big sick and 30, yeah. 40 screeners at home right now. <laughs> it's amazing. Got like every every movie out now in like legit bootleg. <laughs> that's what I just call it. With a watermark. Cause they, yeah, because they come in like these like envelopes, and in the envelope is just like a, a white sheet. Like, you know how you used to, when you used to record your own DVDs, and you buy like the DVD minus R, and you put them in those white... Yeah. Like, they're, they're kind of like what they come in, and it's just like, this feels very wrong, but it's coming straight from Sony. <laughs> so I guess it's fine. <laughs> so when, when I... Uh, so Spider-Man, I, after I recorded... After recorded, after I worked on the set, like I, I hit the the AC because yeah. I, I got his, I still have his contact information and stuff. It's not gonna get me anywhere right now, but mm-hmm. I, I emailed him and I was like, hey, uh, is there any way I can see the movie? Like it's before the movie came out, right. so the uh, homecoming? Uh, no, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, 2. Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. And so, um, like, didn't hear anything. Yeah. For a while, uh, so like a month or two before the actual movie came out, I got an email from Sony. Wow. And it had a link on the bottom. And no. So, and so I hit the link, and it was the entire movie online. Damn. And then... It hooked you up. But it, it only worked for watching it one time. Yeah. After that, it the link completely expired, that's, and it never worked again. That's what SAG used to do. They'd be like... Sometimes... They, then they got... They wanted to stop sending out, like, hard copies. So they would do, like, iTunes, but it was only available for, like, 45 days. You had to watch it. And then once you watched it, like, once or twice, I think, you that's it. You get one or two chances and then you're done. 
but I mean, it's a free movie. I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> so let's let's go a bit uh, through your IMDb. Oh, wait, um, do you have it out? Because I don't no, know. No, I, I just figured you knew. I have no, no idea what I've done. I will say stuff anytime you want to stop me and talk about it. Right. You're more than welcome. Uh, binge was a TV show. Yeah, that's two episodes. Um, binge and Wink are. Yeah, that was the next one. That was the, those are like the same guys that like. Uh, I've, college, never, kind I've of never heard of the show. The, no, the it's show it's from... like an internet thing. Um, they just some college kids who did a web series and put me in it. Um, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. You're but yeah, Spider Man guy. No, I know. I, yeah, no, I know. That, I didn't know that until like like um, my friend in LA. I told you he's like, yeah, you're the yeah Spider. That's literally your credit is yeah Spider Man guy. And I was like, what? That's amazing. That's I love that because <laughs> originally I was Ferry Commuter number five. And then, yeah. And then. I love fucking names like that. I know. Fairy Commuter number five. It's always and, been my guy to be guy number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was number five, I not know. even number one. And then when they watched the movie, it was like, oh, no, you're a yeah, Spider Man guy. And then all the other, like, Fairy Commuters one through four were just like Fairy Commuters. And I was like, suck it, nerds. <laughs> I'm number five. Yeah. Oh, funny thing. Did you ever see the video of those two stone kids um, who. Watched Spider Man and then went home, got really high, and then talked about how awesome I was for five minutes. No. Yeah, I got to show you that. Oh my god. I saw that and flipped out. It was <laughs> the, they were like, "Yeah, I mean, we just saw Spider Man and like that yeah Spider Man guy. He like deserves an Oscar. He was so dope." And I was like, "Yo, fucking stoners love me." <laughs> so, yeah. So we're gonna get we're gonna get back to the IMDb, but really quickly, yeah, because like, I just remembered something. You posted the video on Instagram at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was. That wasn't even me. I was in the bathroom taking a piss, and I, so I got up. I was watching Yankees versus whoever. It doesn't matter. But it was right around the TV trailer came out, and me and my wife went to the game, and I was like, I gotta use the bathroom. I come back. I, I walked to the bathroom, and apparently, as soon as I got up and walked away, she's yelling for me. And I was just like, whatever. And I walk into the bathroom and there's like speakers all over the place, like even in the bathrooms at Yankee Stadium, so you can hear the game while you're taking a crap. Um, well, I was a Mets fan at Yankee Stadium. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Yankees fan, I'm sorry. I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> um, well, there's speakers everywhere. I know. Um, and so I'm in there, and as soon as I walk into the bathroom, I hear a loud voice yelling. And I'm just like, who is yelling? And then I realized what that loud voice was saying. And it was like, yeah, Spider-Man. I was like... That's fucking me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there holding my dick, peeing in Yankee Stadium, and I'm coming over to the speakers at the same time. I was like, what the fuck? And this is before I knew that. So this is this must have been when Yankee Stadium first started playing commercials during between innings because they never did that. And I think this was one of the first ones they did. And I get back to my seat. My wife was like, you, 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 were, you were on the Jumbotron. And I was like, what? And then she, she luckily she pulled out her phone just in time to record it. And that's where that video uh, comes from. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I, a little bit off topic. I had one of my most probably terrifying moments at Yankee Oh, God. <laughs> because uh, for, uh, first and foremost, Mets fan. So yeah, it's dangerous for my, you. My dad, gets, uh, my dad got free tickets. How to, is your dad? He's doing good. Yeah, I missed yeah. that guy. He's a good guy. He's, uh, he got free tickets from his job to go to a Yankees game. Um, I forgot who they were first. Oh, White Sox. Oh, okay, cool. Yankees versus White Sox. Cool. Uh, this was um, probably last year. There was nobody of notability on the Yankees besides Aaron Judge. Right. Probably. Right. Because I think everyone was either hurt or 
It was a rough year. Yeah. So, I didn't know anybody with Aaron Judge. So, we get the tickets. First off, City Field's nice. Yankee Stadium is immaculate. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? As a Yankee fan, I like City Field better. City Field is more homey. Yes. That, and that's what I like about it. Yankee but Stadium feels like a prison complex. Yankee like, Stadium is clean. It's immaculate. Yeah, it's <laughs> clean, but it feels too uh, corporate. Yeah, exactly. That that was my thing about it. Like yeah. there, there's like Nathan's hot dogs and stuff. They, yeah, yeah, they have yeah. all this stuff. And uh, City Field has City fucking Field, Shake Shack. City I mean, Field has Shake Shack. You win. Besides that, they have all like home. Yeah, yeah. Like all not like corporate. No, foods right. And stuff. Yankee Stadium, Yankee Stadium has like, yeah, like you said, Nathan's and then fine dining restaurants on the first floor. It's so like, what is this? I've never been in Yankee Stadium before uh, since. I've never been in Yankee Stadium, period. I've never <laughs> been in Yankee, the original Yankee Stadium. Really? I'm, oh, that was an experience. So, uh, so we go, and we go through, like, a special door because of these tickets. And right, I was right, like, right. What the, the fuck? VIP I was like, what the fuck are these tickets? So we go into a massive buffet area. Yeah. They have, like, every dessert you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Like, we're talking rainbow cookie cannoli mixes. That's amazing. Here, and, like, pizza and steak and fish and everything. Uh, I couldn't buy drinks. Right. Um, I couldn't get drinks for free. I right. had to buy them. So we go down to our seats. We're second level on the floor. My God. Behind home plate? Behind third base. Oh, that's great. Above a dugout? No, it was terrifying. And yeah, it, I mean, the ball's coming at you pretty <laughs> fast. That Well, that's why. It was because I've been really close in City Field before and always felt safe. Yeah. They Well, they extended the netting. Field. Now they have now, now they Yankee have, Stadium yeah. has nanning because someone almost died. Yeah, a kid <laughs> and like a four year old. And so I'm sitting there the whole time like, oh shit, I don't have a glove here. Four inches. <laughs> and I played baseball for like 15 years, yeah. so I shouldn't be scared about. Except that. that these guys have been playing baseball for longer than that, and they're professionals, and they're and Aaron Judge is six foot eight, very large human he being. He smacked a homer that it, game too. Yeah, and can hit it very hard, very fast. <laughs> so and, yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna make it out of here alive. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting. Sitting there the whole the whole time, like terrified, and I'm not even really paying attention because I have SmackDown on my phone. While I'm watching. Wrestling. You're watching wrestling <laughs> while you're at a game. God damn it, Jimmy! I'm determined, man. No, I. You know what pisses me off about that is that <laughs> as a Yankees fan, I'll probably I've had seats that good, but you don't deserve that. <laughs> you don't deserve seats that good, and you're you're sitting there, you're a Mets fan, watching fucking SmackDown. Get out of your own apartment. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, I remember you wearing a Ric Flair shirt on set. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love wrestling. Listen, it's, it's not about your love of wrestling. This is about your disrespect of baseball. <laughs> no, just the Yankees. Yeah, fair enough. So fair enough. My so, wife's a Red Sox fan. I get it. So we go from there, and then like probably a month or two later, my friend and I get like $6 seats for City Field because yeah, you can yeah. get them really easily. Right. So we're like at the nosebleeds, and if you if anyone's been to City Field, like you can see amazingly from any point in the yeah, city. It's a good park. So we're like kind of by the ledge, and I'm still like jumping every time someone yeah, hits the ball because yeah, I'm post traumatic yeah. stress from Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Yankee Stadium gave you PTSD. <laughs> That's hilarious. But so we're gonna continue down the IMDb now. Uh, you were on an episode of Sex Drugs and Rock and Roll. That's Sex cool. and Drugs and Rock. Yeah, that's a Dennis, Dennis Leary, Leary show. show. Yeah, and Bobby Kelly. Me and Bobby became friends after that. Uh, Thanksgiving Super Bowls at his house. You're credited as Big Burly Crew Guy. Big Burly Crew Guy. Yeah, I had I had so the funny thing with me, and I don't know if the same thing happens to Grizz, but the funny thing with me is, um, I'll have lines going into film, and then the director will see me for the first time in person, 
and be like, no, 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 you're just, you're just good if you just stand there and don't say it's anything. It's a presence. It's a presence thing, I get it, but I was like, I want to say stuff. I want my voice to be heard, but that's what happened on that set. It was like, I had lines going and I memorized them and everything was good, and the director was like, I think it would be better if you just stand there and look. And I was was like, Dennis Leary great. in that scene? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I was in a couple, I did a couple scenes, I did a scene with Dennis Leary and I did a scene with Bobby and it was just super dope. Uh, so this one's called Long Night, Short Mornings? Was that a... Yeah, that, I was a bouncer in that, and uh, it was just like a short, like a, or it was a feature, but it was an indie flick that I don't think went anywhere. I think maybe they did a festival. So there's a there's a John Oliver episode. I did two John Oliver episodes. One only, of the, the IMDb needs to step up their game, because there's only one episode. No, no what happened was I got, <laughs> I got cut out of the second one. Oh. So that's why I yeah. guess it's not on there. But the first one, I was Tank, and I just kind of intimidated John Oliver. And then the second one, I played a McDonald's uh, customer. I hope you have all in. this stuff on on real. No, I didn't. I can't get the, the the McDonald's version of that because they never aired it, so they won't give it to me. Oh, true. You know, Method or Madness. I guess that's also channel. a web series. It's a web series. Yeah. yeah Disconnect. Cool. Disconnect. Yeah, that was um, Skarsgård. Yeah, what's his True Blood guy? Oh, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Alexander. I can't remember his name, but he's my height, dude. Really he's tall as shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I thought you in yeah. Big Little Lies. He's in. Yes, yeah, which I, is a great show. I thought he like was really really tall. Yeah. Uh, is this a Spanish show? Uh, a la Tuespiro? Yeah, that was a telenovela. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a, also a bouncer in National Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, Blue Bloods also a bouncer. Yeah, also a bouncer. Lola, yeah, that's, most Lola, of my IMDb history is bouncer. Lola versus a club manager. Bouncer. I was a bouncer. Uh, <laughs> Thirty Rock, Grizz's family member. Yeah, slash Stan. <laughs> I don't even remember that episode. That I've was seen the them episode all. where Grizz got married. What? To, to fiance. I don't even remember that episode. Yeah, I was in the like the background. I was part of it. I was. I wouldn't talk to him about that. I was at the table with his like family. So basically, it was just. They casted all of New York's tallest black people <laughs> for the one scene. It was great. They even had me stand on an apple box to make me seem taller really? than I am. Yeah. Oh, because you said Grizz is taller. Grizz is, right? yeah, yeah. But they make, I heard they, I think he said they make him stand on apple boxes, some apple boxes sometimes too. Okay. Here's the funny thing about that. When we were on set shooting, yeah. you were by far the hardest person to light. Because of how tall you Because I'm black. Oh, no, because I'm tall. No, because, because <laughs> a, little, how, a little both. Because of how tall you were. Yeah. And yeah. so like... You were almost touching the ceiling, so we couldn't put the lights higher yeah, than yeah. the ceiling. So I, so I was like, angle the lights up a little bit, so that way it's kind of like more Can you imagine if you actually had Grizz? I know. That I would have been impossible. I didn't think this. I didn't yeah, think you that didn't think that was right. <laughs> uh, 13? 13, yeah. That was a remake of the same director. He did it uh, in Georgia, country, not state, um, and then did like an American version. It was like 50 Cent, Michael Shannon... Um, who's the crazy guy from the movie The Wrestler? Oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Um, he, so we did that right after he did The Jason Wrestler. Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. What? And I played um, a Russian roulette player. It was dope. Okay, probably the one I want to talk about the most. Yeah. Cop Out. Yes, I knew. I know. I don't know why you want to talk about that one about the most. But because yeah. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith cast me for that. Then Kevin Smith cut me the fuck out of it. <laughs> so I have credit in that, but I'm not actually in it. What what was the set like? Because so, Kevin is like one of my biggest inspirations. So what happened was, I was an extra. I went in as an extra. And it was the reshoots. They were doing reshoots. So when I was an extra, there was a bunch of thugs. It was like a prison scene. I was going to be like 
prison dude in the back, number eight or whatever it was. Um, so they go, the, the AD goes, hey guys, there's still a role that we have to cast. Do, do you guys, are you guys all comfortable with like st- doing a lineup? And so we all stood next to each other, like a lineup style. And then here comes Kevin Smith in his giant hockey jersey. Um, and he's looking, he just kind of walks out, doesn't say anything, just kind of walks past us and just looks at, stops between, like, at every one of us and just looks us up and down and then keeps going. And so we did that, and I was, like, the last one. And then, like, two minutes later, the AD comes up to me. He's like, hey, you comfortable with lines? And I was like, yeah. He goes, good, because Kevin, Kevin wants you to play that that role that's left. And I was like, oh, shit, sweet. So I went from holding in, in the freezing with like 20 other people and they're like here's your trailer and I was like oh shit so that was the first time I'd ever gotten a principal role that was my very first principal role so I'm sitting in the trailer I'm trying to remember my lines and I'm like working hard at it and then they go that's a wrap and I was like wait but what they didn't shoot my scene they're like yeah we ran out of time sorry about that good job kid and that's it I didn't even get to shoot my line. Did you at least get paid for of principal course I did. role? I mean <laughs> once once they told me that I was because um, that's the way SAG works. It's like once they tell you that you have it, you have it. No matter what happens, they have to pay you. So I signed my contract and all that, and I got paid for the day. Uh, and I still get residuals for it. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, they're like, at this point, they're like $4. But Yeah. Because um, the movie did not do very well at all. Um, I mean, he talks about it all the time, like how hard was, it was to make that movie. I and... think I heard him say that that was his fuck you to Hollywood movie. Something like that. Yeah, like I think I've heard him say that. And like I was like, oh, was, I was a part of that. That's cool. <laughs> it was because of that movie that, like, he was going to, like, retire at one point. Yeah. And be- yeah. it was mostly because of Bruce Willis. But I feel personally responsible for making Kevin Smith sad <laughs> working on that movie. So, Kevin, if you're listening to this. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> you um, shouldn't have cast me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, you see more residuals for that or Spider-Man? <laughs> I haven't gotten any residuals for Spider-Man so, yet. So, cop-out. Yeah. the residuals, man. So, cop-out coming. So, <laughs> I, I, think, I feel like the Spider-Man residuals will start coming in beginning of next year and I'll let you know what those are like. Also, also like, reoccurring theme with Tracy Morgan, too. With I, Rock and... for a while, thought that he thought I was going to kill him <laughs> because I, <laughs> I worked He'd with you his so <laughs> many things with Tracy Right around the same time, I would just pop up on sets that he was on, and he was just like, "Big man," and I was like, "Hey, Trace." <laughs> it was just like it started to become like a like a like I thought he was a fear for his life because there was Thirty Rock, there was that, and then I was supposed to I auditioned for a movie that he was in, didn't get it, so I was like, "Okay, I won't see Tracy," but then my friend was the second AD and was like, "Hey." We shot one day outside with Tracy, and it was a little crazy. Do you want to come be his security guard? Because like, I was like, that's I did that. I do that sometimes also. I was like, I'll do onset security for like random like B list, A list, whoever it is. And so it was like, I was like, yeah, who is it? And he was like, Tracy. I was like, oh, he's gonna think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> he's gonna think I'm like asking people where he is and like just be like, let me get next to him. But it was cool. I was a security guy for a day, and I met his then girlfriend, now wife. They were still just dating. Um, and I remember one specific thing that happened. She had, he had just bought her a new camera, like a new DSLR camera. And she was like testing it and she was taking pictures and she was like, Hey, Omar, can you take pictures of us candidly? And I was like, yeah, I, photography is kind of a passion of mine. I'll do that. 
So she was wearing this like nice hat. So I was take pictures of her sitting there, and she was wearing these shoes. And you know, how some ladies cross and like they cross their legs, and the foot comes out, and it just yeah, kind of looks yeah. like it's pointing. So I was like, "Oh, those are nice shoes." She goes, "Oh, will you take some pictures of my shoes?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." So I was taking pictures of her shoes, and Tracy comes. She's like, "You taking pictures of my woman's feet? Give me that fucking camera!" <laughs> I was like, "She's asked me to, man. Chill." <laughs> so I, I'm I might have told this on the episode of Grizz. I'm not entirely sure, but he, Grizz took me on the set one day. Yeah. And uh, we're walking to his. Uh, dressing room and Trey's was right across the hall from yeah, it. Yeah. So we're walking past and I hear, "What the fuck? My TV ain't working." <laughs> so I'm like, "Classic Trey." Uh, and Chris's like, "It's Trey." It's I'm just like, Trey. I'm like, "All right." So he's and then yeah. we're sitting in his dressing room. He's like, "You want to go meet him?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, uh, yeah. So we went to go meet Trey's and we walk in. And he goes, "Hey, you, you've got to fix the TV." <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Trey, I don't know how to fix the TV, man. What are you, what are you trying to do? He goes, I'm trying to watch the news, man. I got to do it before I film. I always got to do it. I watch the news. <laughs> I love the image of... Okay, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. I, I do love the image of Tracy preparing for a scene by watching Pat watching. Kiernan on New York One. <laughs> I imagine that that's exactly what was happening. It was funny. But, um, <laughs> oh I mean, because that guy's always on. He's always... Always in character. Always Tracy, I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times Tracy would walk through set shirtless, tapping his <laughs> belly, being like, I'm going to get you pregnant. Like, that's a real thing he would do in real life. I don't know if he was prepping for a scene, but I've seen him do that several times. It was awesome. All right, so a few uh, few lightning round questions. Oh, okay. Um, what <clears throat> is the craziest or biggest movie or show that you auditioned to that you didn't get? That I didn't get? Yeah. Um, I was almost a series regular on several things, uh, Luke Cage being one of them. And then the other one was... It was a regular on Luke Cage? I was almost a series regular on this season that they're he's, filming he's now. He's in Luke Cage. As in season one of Luke Cage, yeah. Um, just like really a... Really quickly. Random dude, yeah. Um, but I was, and then I auditioned to be a series regular on season two. And yeah, that's the biggest one. One of the biggest ones I haven't gotten. Hmm. I had another question, but I forgot it. You forgot your, oh, your what's, lightning round question? What's, what's the challenges of, of like being like a big guy in entertainment? Like, being a big guy? Yeah. Um, maybe... I feel like sometimes so my manager will get like a post being like we need the biggest guy you got and they send me and then they see me and they go maybe he's too big <laughs> like we oh, feel no. like that guy might be so being TV being too big for TV like TV big is probably like 5'6 6'3 <laughs> yeah like like a guy who's TV big is probably like 6'3 250 pounds I when I before I so I had weight loss surgery before I had my weight loss surgery I was six eight five hundred and five pounds. Wow. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit. But um, what's how how do you try to avoid like top tight casting and stuff? You can't because you played a lot of bouncers. Yeah, you can't. You can't avoid it because I'm still paying my dues. Like, Grizz can probably avoid it because he's was a series regular on one of the top rated comedies of all times. But I have to just take him. You know, you gotta, I can't yeah, say no to shit. You got. That's why when I got Spider-Man, I was like, I get to play a normal human being on his way to work? That's amazing to me. You know, so I loved it. All right, so um, you gave me a lot of good advice to get this podcast out more yeah. because you have your own with yeah. your wife. Yeah. Tell us a, a bit about that. And what's so that? the podcast with me and my wife is called The Defanning with Jen and Omar, uh, my wife Jen. Um, and so we, what happened is we... Started this podcast because we both got weight loss surgery. We both got gastric sleeve, which is basically they go in, uh, 
lipo, liposcopically, um, which basically means they make five small incisions and they stick like, like power tools in you and cut most of your stomach out and they leave you with like a banana shaped stomach. Huh. And so now I can only eat maybe five ounces of food at a time, maybe on a good day. Um, so, and then you lose weight rapidly. Uh, so we both got it. She got it two weeks. We got them two weeks apart. Uh, so we decided, like, our friends and family are going to have a lot of questions about what happened. So we might as well just make a podcast. And then maybe we inspire people who've been thinking about it and are afraid and be like, hey, it sucks, but it's not that bad, you know? Um, it's kind of the pain is mostly like the first week or so, and then you're fine. Um, and it's not even that intense pain. It's just kind of like getting used to only eating small portions when you. I could sit at a buffet for hours and, you know. So you didn't notice anything different with your appetite? It was, um, more, it was more so physically? It was, well, no, no. For the first maybe month, I did not want to eat because it just, whenever I would eat, I, it would hurt. And I was like, I don't want to hurt. So that kind of mentally helps also with being like, you start associating food more of, less of like, this is a treat and I'm gifting it to myself. More like, I need, I need this to survive. And that's it. So, yeah. So, we both, yeah, we both got surgery, did the podcast, mostly for our friends and family who would have a million questions and we didn't want to answer the same question 20 times. And the surgeries <laughs> were, like, really close to each other, right? Two weeks apart. Yeah, yeah. My wife had hers at the end of, or mid-July, and I had mine first week in August. <laughs> yeah. So, what's, what's, so like... She was fully healed by the time I had mine. Oh, she, she was. Fine. So yeah, that, yeah, That was my next question. Yeah, it's yeah. like, the recovery process. And... Yeah, it's, like, two weeks, um, two weeks, you know, and... A week of no heavy, or two weeks of no heavy lifting at all, and then you could just kind of do your regular routine for the most part. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, like I said, physically, it's like a huge difference. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I went down. I, I saw a picture recently. I was like, who's this who's guy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was five oh five before I started the before I got the surgery, and now I'm at uh, what am I three sixty four. Something like that. Yeah. So, like, 360s. So, I've lost 140 pounds That's since amazing. August. That's... And it's December. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like, how, uh, like, mentally, like, how does that feel for you? It feels, you know what it is? It feels uh, awesome. I, I struggle with an eating disorder myself. Yeah. So, it's it's like, I... I yeah. Like, well, you're you're not a big guy. Yeah, I it's binge just, eat, like, a you lot. You binge eat. Yeah. But then you work out like crazy. Not as much as I should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Binge eating is a bitch because it's like people, I feel like there's the stigma of like uh, food, anything food related and fat people related, people are just like, you're just lazy and a piece of crap. It's just like, it's a, actually a mental condition, so go fuck yourself. Um, it's the same as, you know, drugs, alcohol, Depression, gambling. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's, it's up there with all those things. So it's just like people who just think you're lazy and just get the surgery, uh... Because you don't want to try, um, I dare you to try doing the surgery and seeing how oh. easy it is. We had to go, two weeks before the surgery, we had to eat, all we could eat is one meal a day and have protein shakes. Uh, and then we could only do clear liquids for the two days before surgery. Like Gatorade water. Like right. Gatorade G2, which is impossible to find because it has less sugar. Gatorade G2 is the hardest thing in the Gatorade's world to find. Gatorade's terrible for you in general. Uh, but the G2 one is okay, but you can't drink the red one because they, it might get. It looks like blood when they do surgery, so you can't oh. do that. Then you have to do... Uh, the red one's the best. <laughs> I know. that's. Do you see what I'm and saying? And lime. Exactly. So you can only do like... The, and then G2 only has like three flavors. 
So they had red and they had like Arctic blue and then grape. So I was like, shit, I'm only gonna do the grape. And then you had to do light jello, which like I don't, I'm not seven anymore. I don't like jello anymore. Again, no red. And then broth. Like soup. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, 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 like chicken broth? Like chicken broth or vegetable broth or beef broth. Like, no, put nothing in it. Just pull, pour it out of the, the, the container, heat it up, and drink that. And then water for two days. That's all we could do. Um, and now I can only eat, like, last night we went out for a steak dinner and I could eat maybe an eighth of the steak and I had to be like, can you pack it up, please? <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 I, anyone who says it's the easy way out can, Go fuck themselves hard. So what was the difference in uh, your mindset of your self-image like before and after? Like now seeing the results? and I, You know what it is? I never thought I looked terrible when I was big. There'd be some times where i get caught off and like caught off guard in the mirror and be like, who the fuck is that guy? Because I never saw myself as that big of a guy, which is probably why I kept going. Because I'm like, I'm not that big. I'm not that. And I would look in the mirror sometimes and be like, whoa uh but finally i think the final straw was just kind of like not being happy with not what i saw but with what i was um and just kind of like being tired all the time and not being able to fit in an airplane seat properly and wanting to travel more but not wanting to because it would be dreadful like wanting to fly, like I, I just got my passport and I was like, I want to get this thing stamped up, but I don't want to fly anywhere because it's miserable. Um, so the, all that kind of like the seats are uncomfortable in general. No, I know. And seat. imagine being six eight five oh five. I mean, yeah. it was impossible. And then there's the everyone looking at you when you walk by the plane and being like, God, I hope he doesn't sit next to me. God, I hope he, like those eyes are real. So I just kind of like got tired of all that, and I'm sure like, even in the subway too, because yeah, like those yeah. those subway seats are tough for me, and yeah, because my shoulders are so broad, mm-hmm. so it's like I had to sit like this all the time when I'm in subways. Yeah, and then so finally, I mean, since surgery, since I've down, I'm down like over 140, going clothes shopping is fun again, because then now I get to see I was a six X. Wow. Uh, before surgery. Where do you even get stuff? Exactly. Like big and tall. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's hella expensive, and I'm not rich. So it was just like I would have to like or like go to Marshalls and shit, um, but like going to stores and being like, "Ooh, let's see if this three X fits today," and it does, and you're just like, "Fuck, this is amazing!" <laughs> and then like and then another, like going back because you I'm losing about five pounds a week, so like even go, to like to this day to this day yeah wow. so going back like a couple weeks later and be like, "Does this two X fit yet?" And you put the two X on and it's tight, but you got it on. Is amazing, you know. What, what you have like? Do you have like a specific goal of like what weight you want to reach? So what they or, want me to reach, or is, oh, it's the, what they want. You to well, reach. they yeah. What what the healthy quote unquote because it it goes by the BMI index, which is bullshit because it doesn't account for muscle mass. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. So um, like Aaron Judge is technically overweight because he's six 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 eight six nine, but he's two hundred and sixty five pounds, so he's technically overweight. Not obese, but overweight. But he's all muscle. So they, my, to for me to hit a healthy BMI, quote unquote, I have to be six eight, like two twenty five. Um, but I don't want to be six eight two twenty five. Yeah, I want. I, I'm good stopping two seventy five to three ish if I'm muscled up. You know, if I'm like jacked yeah. up. So I, I recently uh, cut out cheese out of my diet. Yeah, because that's where I found it most of my like unhealthy right, weight comes right. from. 
I mean, occasionally I'll eat it because I have to. Yeah. But it's in stuff. <laughs> like uh, I was uh, like a few weeks ago, two thirty. At like I'm at like five eleven right now. Right, so like right. that that's considered obese on on the BMI they scale. So to, you can't they really want me go. to be what you are now. Yeah. So I and I'm a I'm foot like taller two, than you. I'm like two, <laughs> I'm like two seventeen right now. Yeah. But uh, like because I, I watch wrestling all the time. Yeah. So like it's like all right that's probably what my body should be yeah. like at that weight. You know, and, and, and it's not realistic to ask me to be what you weigh now, and I'm a foot taller than you. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, but you know, I'm also really stocky. You are stocky because I'm looking at you. I'm like, where is this 215 pounds? Like here. But I see. I'm looking at your arms. And I'm like, okay, he's lifting. He's working. He's doing. Now he's doing. He's uh, working out. So it's just like, where where is it? But yeah, the beer. The beer guy. You live in New York. I haven't you really. Have drink I haven't really drinking <laughs> beer. In really? A while. I mean, you see my liquor over there. Right. The last time I drank was. Uh, yesterday, but yeah. the the time before I haven't drank beer in a while. I the, drank yesterday. The time, <laughs> no, I haven't drank in beer. I drank, oh, beer, I drank beer. liquor yeah. yesterday. But the the time before that was like like really super early December. But I mean, it's it's fun. But if you do it regularly, like you get a lot of excess weight. And I yeah, yeah, yeah. I just great. recently learned that there's this thing called healthy fats that. You healthy eat, fats yeah healthy okay. fats and you could eat them and they'll they're fats that stay in your body but they'll recycle yeah it's like it's like avocado avocado and dark chocolate so dark chocolate, i've been eating yeah. a lot of dark chocolate you know what for the like snacks funny thing was so i have to see a nutritionist so i have to see my surgeon every few months and the nutritionist at the same time one of the first things they told us to eat because so my diet now has to consist of low sugar, low carbs, high protein. Um, so I have so to lots, lots of grilled chicken. Lots of grilled chicken. Lots of potatoes. Lots of meat. No, no potatoes. Right? Too much. Too many carbs. Oh wow. Yeah, the starch. Um, so no rice, no potato. Which I'm Puerto Rican. It's hard to do no rice. Um, I so mine. <laughs> no potato. You know. So, but one of the things they told me they were like, yeah, eat cheese. And, so they're telling you to eat cheese and beef jerky. What? I was like, what the fuck? So I, like, macho I, man. I listen. I I've been to a slim gym. Yeah, I know. No, no, slim gym is not beef jerky. <laughs> slim gym. I don't know what the fuck slim gym is, but well, I, it's tasty as shit. But it's not beef jerky. Um, but I love both those things. So I was very happy when they told me like eat in moderation because they're still high in salt. Yeah. But like eat. So like when I drove down to West Virginia for Christmas just like a week ago, my wife and I both just had like we split like a pack of like beef jerky for like lunch <laughs> it was just All like right. <laughs> just eat beef jerky and it, I mean it saves you money especially when you go out to eat and you live in New York uh, everything is to go so you have meals for like two or three nights after that yeah so, All right, I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a bit because okay. you had to you had to be up by like five didn't you oh uh, yeah something whatever um, I thought that's what you said uh, but so what advice can you give the people who are struggling with this sort of stuff with weight loss and stuff with weight um, loss and with weight gain and Honestly, is their image all about right? What you think of yourself? I wouldn't let people tell you what to think of yourself. Um, I never really did. I was kind. Of, I was always a fat kid, but I never, like, in my head, I was like when I so when I was in school, I'd always get bullied for being fat. But then they, the same bullies would bully other people, being like, "You're ugly. You're ugly." And then I realized one day I was like, "They're never telling me I'm ugly." So I'm just fat, but I look fucking good. So my self-image of myself was kind of like I was at the other end of the spectrum where it was like too high. Um, but I never thought of myself as like 
you know, being anything other than amazing and, you know, awesome, which is good, which is good because then you're an actor and like people expect your, big, your ego to be big anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> they're not wrong. <laughs> All right, don't worry. Plug you your... have to kind of have a big ego to do this shit. Plug, plug your shit. Uh, plug my shit. So, I'm on Instagram, Big Papa Swift, at Big Papa Swift. Um, my website is thehugeactor.com. Uh, my podcast is the Defanning Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, what else do I have? Um, yeah, just kind of that stuff. And if you see me around, say hi. <laughs> it's say all hi good. And, hi and yes, Spider Man. Yeah, hi and yes, Spider Man. It's all good. Look for him and like we said, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. It's out yeah. of VOD and DVD now. Buy it because I need the residuals. I'm trying to buy a house. So <laughs> hook your man up. <laughs> um, yeah, so. And uh, listen to this podcast more. Sounds fun. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. What a good time chatting with Omar. Uh, like I said before, Omar's a great dude and a good good talk and really a natural on the mic. Uh, if you want to check out his podcast, he plugged it at the end of the show. I plugged it in the beginning of the show. We'll plug it again. Uh, it's the Defattening with Jen and Omar, or Omar and Jen. I'm not sure the order of the names. Um, it's a really interesting show. Uh, I have listened to it. Um, I didn't get to tell him that I listened to it. It's okay. He doesn't listen to any of my shows either. <laughs> He'll listen to this one. Um, I love you, Omar. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this, this podcast. Uh, you could find, you can find me at JG Podcast Network on Instagram. Uh, JV Gubitosi is my personal Instagram, as well as our email is JG Podcast Network at gmail.com uh hope you guys are having a happy new year uh by the time this goes out it will be 2018 um yeah and watch spider-man homecoming and pause it and screenshot where he is and send it to tag him in his instagram and be like hey i heard you on jimmy's podcast in the 50 some odd people who listen to this <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for supporting us so much. Uh, this show and Blind Movie Day. Um, if Kieran was here, she would pop on and tell you how much she appreciates it too. But uh, you'll hear her on Blind Movie Day. Um, we started this, these podcasts uh, this year in 2017 and it's coming to an end. So it's really special that with your support, we're able to do this and we're able to entertain and, and us and have fun ourselves um getting to talk to people on this podcast has been so amazing to me and i've been having the time of my life doing this and uh i just really hope you guys enjoy it so with that happy 2018 have a great new year and we'll be right right we'll be right back with you with a really good episode coming up i do have a few uh, on the pipeline that are really going to be some interesting conversations and things I think you're really going to like. Um, tattooing related ones, music related ones, comic related ones. They're just going to keep coming. So with that, have a good one and we'll see you next week.